You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I'm your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm whatever, Gordy. <laughs> I didn't have two for the night. <laughs> Wait, two? Uh-oh. What do you mean two? Are we not supposed to to make the reveal? Draw the You know, I was listening to some old Mabimbam episodes. I like until I heard the origin of the phrase part the kimono. Uh-huh. I like I honestly thought that was a real phrase. <laughs> but it but it's not. <laughs> anyway, no, I we're doing two of these in one night. I don't have a second one. It's part two. Yeah. Go back and listen to part one first. They're clearly marked. You can you can clear you can take Gordy's uh, what am name from there. Right now he's just what am mystery. What am mystery? If I see one in the Discord real fast, I'll take it. I'm Gordy, master of at everyone. Discord dad strikes again. All right. So as we have accidentally let slip, this is part two of a two-parter episode. Um, so definitely read the first. By read, I mean listen with your ears. Read, read with your ears. Read with your ears. Um, the first episodes so that you have some clue of what's going on. We don't promise much clue because a lot of weird shit happened in that one. Can that be our new slogan? Read, read with, with your, your ears. ears. Sure. What yeah. the folklore? Read with your ears. We're basically an audiobook for folklore <laughs> with rude commentary in between. Yeah. Jokes you didn't ask for. <laughs> and a story you didn't have to read. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is part two of The Goddess of Mercy, a biography of the Bodhisattva based on the legend of Mao Shan. And as you can tell from the title, this is a wordy tale Mm -hmm. that was suggested to us by Sarah H. Where did we leave off? All right, so quick summary. We had a king who did bad war and was punished by no sons, but he also prayed by himself and was rewarded with three daughters. Older two don't matter that much. The youngest one is uh, a Buddhist evangelist. who just Very into Buddhism. Extremely into it. Just wants to nun away, which pissed off the king. Because ain't no daughter of his is going to be a nun. Um, so he tried to set fire to a nunnery and then execute her. She made hell a radical place and then was reincarnated and has ridden on tiger back to a holy mountain inhabited by immortals so that she can attain perfection as has been her only dream since she was like seven have we just abandoned the um the question of like the king having an heir he got to handpick some but he did save his his best pick for last which yeah, kind of backfired on him he picked bad twice and now he's stuck with those right which may be more why he's mad at her wanting to be a nun than any actual anti-nunnery feelings but that has definitely colored his opinion of the whole business <laughs> yeah of nun nunning hey nunning nunning <laughs> nunnery yeah all right so that's where we left off you two ready to pick up again let's climb this mountain All right, so Mao Shan makes it to the mountain and she spends nine years in retreat and reaches the acme of perfection. And there are no details as to how she does this. I don't know if you just sit quietly in a room for a while, not so, imbibing of... It's a good way to start. Things. Yeah, probably. 
can't go wrong. All right. This fellow named Tseng Wang, no idea who or what he is, comes to Sang Shan, who I assume is the like patron god of this mountain of the same name, and is astonished at her virtue, like literally every god being ever that has met her, and asks the local to a tea, which is like a local guardian spirit, what brought this about. Uh, I guess the two of T is the one who's saying this next bit because it starts getting real foggy okay. on the uh, interchange. But she is more dignified and perfect than all in the West but the Jule Buddha, who is the one who told her about this place. She is the queen of the 3,000 Puasas and of all the beings on Earth with skin and blood. Great. Dang. We regard her as our sovereign in all things, so on the 19th day of the 11th month, we will enthrone her so that the whole world may profit from how awesome she is. So this Tua T sends out, and I like to think that this is the same one who is like tiger emissary. Just hanging out. Yeah. He sends out invitations, hopefully also in the form of a tiger. Just doing like a tiger in a delivery mail hat (laughs) with a mailbag on the side, just padding about passing out invitations with a roar because he likes to do that to make him feel like a tiger again <laughs> he keeps going to the temp agency for a job <laughs> and they keep sticking him like i'm a tiger <laughs> why am i delivering mail and chopping wood and carrying people give me tiger jobs i'd much rather spend time with this character <laughs> as a tiger fellow the Tiger Temp <laughs> coming to a to Cartoon Network. I would watch that cartoon. It's Tiger Millionaire's origin story. Or Netflix. Is Bojack Horseman a better pitch than that? <laughs> a depressed horse guy? Sure. Is it a better pitch? Yeah. Than, than it is? Sure. Than, than a Tiger Temp who gets than, stuck than the with... the Tiger Temp? I don't know. They seem... Is it is it Will Arnett still? Yeah. Because I could see that. Yeah, for sure. me too. He, he does have a good voice for a sad tiger who has to <laughs> chop wood and deliver invites. Can we steal him? How much money do we have on us right now? I'm in pajamas. Okay. My purse is over there. Yeah, we, we need to snipe Will Arnett. Arnett off of Bojack. I have maybe, like maybe three he'll prescription do it. medicines that we can sell on the streets. <laughs> maybe he'll do it for the exposure. That's a thing people say, right? They do say it. I don't know how often people like to do it. Can we trade a box of steroids for Will Arnett? Because that's what I got over here. Are these steroids? Those are markers, Gordy. (laughs) They look like could go either way. You could use them as steroids. True. Huff them. That's some good anti-vertigo stuff going on, too. Good shit. Get Will Arnett for that very good price. I had an interesting week. Tuati sends out the invitations and a huge list of fancy celestials showed up. They're like the Buddhist celebrities. Uh, Mao Shan took her seat on the lotus throne and and the assembled gods proclaimed her the sovereign of heaven and earth and a Buddha. Uh, They decided it was not right for her to remain alone at this mountain, so they begged her to choose a worthy young man and virtuous damsel to serve her in the temple. Yeah, burrow out with some people. Mm. So the Tuati is entrusted with the task of finding them because... Ain't no errand boy like a tiger. <laughs> tiger. Find our friend here, a Ron and a Hermione. <laughs> no story is complete. 
The tiger meets up with a young priest named Shanse, who had become a hermit and was still a novice in the science of perfection. Weird. The sweet science. <laughs> the best science. That's where we should be getting all our grants. To be the name of our uh, science business. Perfect science. <laughs> uh, Miao Shan orders him brought to her and asks him, who are you? Who, 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 who? It's a good album. <laughs> I I would go, Tommy's not that great an album. <laughs> This is my hot Light take. In the sand. Hot take on like a forty-year-old album. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's not that great. It has Pinball Wizard. It does. That's a good song. It's okay. It's a it's a good song. Their rock sure. opera is a real trip John, at like two thirty yeah. in the morning when you're John, really tired. John and Whistle on the bass, hard hard to beat. But the album as a whole, not great. Go with go with the other one, Quadrophenia, I think. <laughs> That's a that's a better one. Make sure I said that right, but continue. Uh, the boy responds that he is just a poor orphan priest of no merit who's been a hermit, and he ventures to pray that she show him how to attain perfection. And she says, my only fear is that your desire for perfection may not be sincere. Liar. I'm struggling with that conceptually. Why is that? Your desire for perfection. Uh-huh. I mean, if you... I guess it makes sense. Like, if you achieve perfection, that implies that you did it for the right reasons because you're perfect. Right. So it would be hard to do it if you weren't. Probably, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I don't think you can achieve perfection if you're imperfect. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking of who's next, not Quadrophenia. Mm. Uh, He responds to her, I have no parents. I traveled more than a thousand Lee to find you. Uh, how can I be wrong in want? How can I be wanting in sincerity? Like I walked all this way, I don't even have any dad to yell at me for it. And she says, "Well, what special degree of ability have you attained during your course of perfection?" Show me your moves. What sweet <laughs> as, as another, magic did you get? As another ascended soul might say. <laughs> and he says, "I have no skill, but rely on your guidance." So she's like, yeah, okay. Um, take your station at the top of that peak over yonder. Yonder peak. <laughs> as it says in the story. Uh-huh. And wait till I find a means of transporting you. Probably a tiger. <laughs> Where's that tiger at? She does have the two of tea. Saying <laughs> all the immortals disguise themselves as pirates besieging the mountain. Mountain pirates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that a translation hmm. error? No. Or is it the next big thing? <laughs> uh, You've seen pirates on the ocean. Mm-hmm. Now see them in the mountains. Mountain pirates. So she also wants these mountain pirates to threaten to kill her. What I, do they ride? I'd be okay with sticking Johnny Depp on a mountain for the rest of his life. That's, yeah, that seems good. Like, dress him up in the garb he loves so much and let him wander around some peaks. What would Hey, mountain... the rum is up there, Johnny Depp. Go fetch. What would mountain pirates ride? Like what vehicle? Mountains. The mountain is their ship. Just they're on a mountain and they board other mountains? Yeah. Well, they ride a fleet of mountain goats and they put a Jolly Roger, like they attach one to the, the horns. They... Cordy, you've watched Monty Python before. Yeah. That's who they fight. What? The the business pirate. Yeah, the, the crimson quality assurance. Yeah, exactly. Permanent it's assurance. A, it's a mountain versus a skyscraper. 
I was gonna say like maybe they just they ride the mountain and they board people who come on it. That's kind of just mugging. <laughs> not, yeah. It's not maybe not being a pirate. But if they're dressed cool and yeah. they have birds and they say prepare to be boarded before they take the money out of your pocket. If they say yar before you give them money, that's mostly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, those are the qualifications of pirate. Alright, so she's going to have them besiege the mountain and threaten to kill her, and she will seek refuge on the summit, then leap over the precipice to prove Shansei's fidelity and affection. They have unprecedented access to fruit, but they still have scurvy. <laughs> they refuse to touch the stuff. Scurvy is part of being a pirate. If exactly. your joints don't hurt, then what's even the point? <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> I have all my teeth. I'm going to go get a job. So all the Celestials have a fun day of dress-up as mountain pirates. Uh, and she rolls down the ravine, and Shansei sees her fall and flings himself after her to the rescue. Without a second thought. When he gets to her, he says, What do you have to fear from robbers? You have nothing for them to steal while I throw yourself over and expose to death. You're, you're Buddha. <laughs> uh, she sees that he's weeping, and she weeps too and says, Well, I must comply with the wish of heaven. I don't know. So she's in on it? I get. Well, she was in on the... She pulled the prank. Oh. <laughs> she's a she's jokester. She's the one who told the tiger to go tell all these gods to, to be do mountain pirate pirates. Stuff. Yeah. I hope this... Which is a hell of a sentence uh -huh. to say out of context. Uh-huh. Hope this tiger is getting well paid. At a temp agency? Like, just a, a good hourly rate, at least. So Shansei prayed to heaven to save his protectress, and Mao Shan says, You shouldn't have risked your life. I haven't yet transformed you, but you did a brave thing and you have a good heart. Look down there. Uh, and he looks and he says, Oh, that looks like a corpse. Um. And she says, Yeah, that's yours. Spooky. So he died. Yeah, and as a ghost. Because he jumped down the mountain. Yeah, which would do it. That would do it. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah. That's a way that it happens. You think you think that might get the job done? <laughs> I have heard about that. Uh, she says, now you are transformed and can rise at will and fly in the air. You got ghost powers. You're welcome. <laughs> now say, Great. say your prayers by my side and don't leave me for a single day. New ghost bud. Yeah, new ghost pet that oh. she made by murdering a man through pirate pranks. Did you say ghost bud? I did say ghost bud. Keep that one in your back pocket. Okay. Right to what's his name? What? The buddies guy. Buddies guy? The buds. The air of the air buds oh, and the buddies. buddies. Yeah. Keep hold on to ghost buddies. Fucking crossover with Pet Cemetery. <laughs> ghost Buddies by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, you need ideas? <laughs> We have five golden retriever puppies. I have I have evidence that suggests you do. For you to pour <laughs> your creative juices into. Pour them up. Sometime later, Mao Shan is using her spiritual sight, which she uses to spy on people, to see the third son of Lung Wang at the bottom of the southern sea as a carp carrying out his father's orders. And Lung Wang, some kind of like dragon spirit god. Sure. Um and the son has been caught in a fisherman's net and taken to the market. Is he gold? Maybe. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Um, so she sends Shansei to buy him, giving him 1,000 money to purchase him and set him free in the sea. He's a ghost. Yeah, well, if you can't get a tiger to do it, send a ghost. 
His dad was very grateful and gives her a luminous pearl to stay her prayers at by nighttime. Uh, so the daughter of Lung Wang's third son, Lung Nu, got permission to take the gift to her and study under her. So she and Shan Se lived as a brother and sister by Mao Shan's side. So that's the story of how she got the girl person into the place. Okay. That was a roundabout way to get her. Now she is a nightlight and a lady. <laughs> and a ghost boy. Uh-huh. And a servant tiger. Yeah. She is a tricked out Buddha. I mean, she's a mountain bandit. A leader of the mountain pirates. I think those, uh, all those celestial spirits had a lot of fun with that and like do it over and over again. Like LARP pirates in their downtime. I mean, that's probably where pirates came from. It's just celestial partying. This bunch. This was the first pirates. And they're like, what if we did this on a boat? On a boat where we could swing to other boats. If we take a cruise. Ultimate vacation. (laughs) China invented everything. I believe they invented pirates. All right, so shifting focus over to that king who sucks, her dad. Great. Uh, after King Mao Chong burned the nunnery and killed his daughter, which is not a good list to have follow your name. Especially when heaven is also, like, already iffy on you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't start on great terms here. Uh, the petition began for uh, Yu Huang for the pro- crime not to go unpunished. Yu Hung, irritated, asks that one guy from the Hells that we met briefly to consult yeah. his register of the living and dead to see how long this homicidal king had yet to live. <laughs> what do we have him on the books for? <laughs> Can we speed this along? Divine Ordinance had his reign lasting 20 years and it wasn't over yet. Now, I don't know, like, Yu Hong's supposed to be the master of heaven, so I don't know who's giving these divine ordinances above him, but someone is. They just, they're just in the book. They find them there. Right. And Yu Hong says, well, can't fix that, but I can make him sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Incontinence. <laughs> so he calls... Oh. That's like a, that's not even sick. That's just, I don't know, just a curse. (laughs) So he calls his god of epidemics. Uh Uh-huh. To give the king unhealable ulcers. Mm. That only Mao Shan can fix. Hey, pop open the good stuff. (laughs) Climb up to your top shelf. Give me that ulcer potion. (laughs) Well, we got the ulcer box. Unhealable? Let's do that one. Uh, so the king is laid in agony on a sick bed, and after a while, he makes the proclamation that he'd give the succession to the throne to anyone who could fix him. Screw those other, the boys that he bought with his daughters. So Mao Shan learned about this, and she assumed the form of a priest doctor and goes to the palace, reads the royal edict, and tears it down. And then immediately gets in trouble with the palace guard for tearing the edict down. <laughs> so. Hey! That's ours! They seize and yell at her for, for doing that. And she says, well, I'm a poor priest and I'm also a doctor of a cultured family, so I can restore him to health. And they said, if you're from a cultured family, why are you a priest? It's the shitty job that we hate. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Wouldn't it be better to gain your living honestly as a doctor and then shave your head and loaf around the world? Lazy priests. <laughs> Besides, the pe- best physicians have tried in vain to cure him and they're older than you. And they didn't tear our posters up. They left it up for the next guy to see. Do you know how expensive paper is in this time? Someone had to hand letter that. We don't have type presses. The person who wrote the poster died. 
But we're missing an illuminator right now. Thank you. <laughs> you heal that. <laughs> uh, so they eventually consent to take her request to the king and uh, to the queen. And after a bit of unnecessary garbage, the priest is finally admitted. After a bit of unnecessary garbage. <laughs> describes 80% of my day, maybe. <laughs> most, most most days. It's kind of the average flow. Uh, so she took a moment to calm herself to have complete control over her disguise before going in to examine the king. Because I imagine, like, perfect though she might be, there, there could be some emotions wrapped up in this guy who did have you murdered. Almost twice. Yeah. Uh, she determines that it's easily cured, but the right medicine is almost impossible to procure. Because it's from heaven. Right. The king is annoyed and says, every illness is a medical prescription. Every prescription is a specific specific medicine. How is a diagnosis easy, but there's no remedy? And she says, oh, the remedy is not to be found at a pharmacy, and no one would agree to sell it. <laughs> the king is angry, believes that he's been had, and orders the priest driven away, per his usual not murdered. reactions. And the priest left his presence smiling. The following night, the king dreams of an old man who says, Hey, that priest is the only one who can cure you, and if you ask him, he'll give you the remedy. <laughs> Stop being a dick. Old man dream out. You're already old and yucky. Just be nice to people. <laughs> Just for if, like a minute. <laughs> if you are old and yucky, you should at least try to be nice, yeah. Uh, he woke up and begged the queen to recall the priest, and then begs the priest for the remedy. I wonder if the queen still, like, shares a bed with this ulcerous monster. I'd advise against it. Yeah, you don't know if those are contagious. I don't think they are, but That priest says, a hand and eye of a living person is what is required to make the ointment to save you. And the king yells, the priest is fooling me. Who would give me a hand or eye? Even if anyone would, I'd never have the heart to make use of them. And she says, all right, well, there's no other way. And he says, okay, how can I get it? <laughs> Do you know a guy? Well, he tried. Uh, she says, send ministers who must observe the Buddhist rites of abstinence to Hsang Shan to get what's required. Can I get it from a tiger? <laughs> Do tigers count? The king cont is contented with this and sends his ministers, neither of whom are tigers, <laughs> and then orders his minister of ceremonies to detain the priest in the palace till they return. Meanwhile, his two sons-in-law had already made secret preparations to succeed the throne. <laughs> Secret kings. Um, Are they kings together? Or are they going to fight? I don't know. I don't know what their preps were. They're just waiting for him to die. So they entered in a conspiracy with an unscrupulous courtier named Ho Li. They needed to act quickly because the ministers were traveling by forced marches and would soon be back. As forced marches make you do. So Ho Li was to give the king a poison drink and say it was made by the priest to ease the pain. And then an assassin was to murder the priest just to make sure that like a long drawn out court process wouldn't mess up their plot so Mao Shan had left the bodily form of the priest in the palace just like the priest shell <laughs> it's just staring at a wall drooling <laughs> weird homunculus um, and she had returned to Sang Shan she saw the two traitors using her spirit vision and called the spirit Louis who was on duty that day just the spirit on duty to turn the poison into soup and to bind the assassin's hand and foot. So what kind of soup, though? Holding Lee brings the poison drink to the apartment and he's about to give it to the king when Yu Yi appe appeared and instead of turning it into soup, 
snatched the bowl and poured the contents on the ground, and then knocked over all of those presents in the room, so they all rolled on the floor. That's not soup. He's bad at soup. He was just on duty at the time. He wasn't the one qualified for soup magic. She just... <laughs> he gets the message. He's like, that's a fucking hassle. I'm just going to knock it over. It's just hard to do. Hey, what if he drinks nothing? Soup magic takes a long time to learn, doesn't it? It does. Like, you need to have that soup stew for a while for it to get real good flavor. Oh, I look like a stewmancer. So while they were rolling on the floor, the assassin struck the priest with a sword and then found himself enwrapped in the priest's robes and thrown to the ground his hands useless and then you returned home job well done to exact specifications the next morning the sons-in-law heard what happened and the whole palace was in great confusion they find the priest killed the king has the murderer arrested and put to trial the assassin is tortured and confessed all he knew and then Ho- he and holy were cut into a thousand pieces the sons-in-law were ordered to get instantly executed and it was only the queen's intercession that spared their wives his daughters they don't have anything to do with it but <laughs> they didn't do it but they're they're like their property so right uh the king does order the daughters imprisoned instead yeah that sounds back. about right meanwhile the ministers make it his to saying sean and they read the letter from the king which basically states hey i have ulcers and i heard there's a nice immortal living there please give me two parts of your living body that i need and i assure you of everlasting gratitude and i'm fully confident that my request will not be refused that's a big old iou <laughs> yeah so the next morning, Mao Shan tells the ministers to cut off her left hand and gouge out her left eye. One takes the knife but doesn't dare obey. The immortal urges him to be quick. You've been commanded to return as soon as possible. Why hesitate as if you were a young girl? Do it, coward. <laughs> and he is forced to proceed because shame. <laughs> you cut off my hand like a girl. <laughs> the bad way. So the hand and the eye are placed on a golden plate and they return to the palace. The queen receives the gruesome remedy and weeps with gratitude and asks what immortal could have been so charitable. And she cries harder when she recognizes the hand of her daughter by a black scar that was on it and has never been mentioned before. It's from the burning. Maybe. The building. The nunnery burning. Possibly. I don't know how much she got to look at that from her tea party (laughs) next to the execution processional. Also, you probably could have guessed it was her. It's always been her. Like, every miracle in your life has had to do with her. Yeah. But she's dead, right? They strangled her with a scarf. <laughs> Last they knew. Sure. Uh, so the king, when he hears what she says, argues that there are many hands like this in the world. Identical scars. And while they argued, the priest walks in, and no one really bats an eye at the fact that he's supposed to be murdered. Like, that's just forgotten. And he says, yeah, this chick's pretty cool. She's helped tons of people. Give me the hand in the eye. And then proceeds to make an ointment and tells the king to put it on his left side. He does. His left side is cured of the ulcers. The right side still sucks. King asks him why. And the priest says, well, it was the left hand in the eye. And they can only cure the left side. We need the other hand and eye for the right side. So you're going to have to send your ministers back with a new letter. Sorry I didn't tell you this before. (laughs) But that's her in the priest. Yes. Okay. I mean... Just a lot of back and forth for no reason. A lot of, a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah. Just just let him stay as King Two-Face. <laughs> King Right Ulcers. <laughs> okay, so on their arrival, the ministers meet Shan Se, who's wearing the mutilated form of Mao Shan, because I guess she doesn't feel like making the spirit journey back to be herself. Uh-huh. And gives them the other hand and eye. 
The minister who does it cries that the priest is a wicked man to, t- to make a martyr of this woman to obtain the succession from the king. Which has been the, you know, the reward. Right. Oxford. They go back. The king is joyful. The king who would never make use of this gift and is now doing it twice. Yep. Uh, the priest prepares the ointment. The king applies it to his right side and all is well. So he gives the priest the title, the priest of brilliant eyes. And the priest says, I only have one wish. Govern your subjects with justice and sympathy. <laughs> Do your job. Make sure all of the officials of the realm prove themselves to be men of integrity. And as for me, I'm used to roaming about, so I have no desire for your royal estate. Priest out. <laughs> so he waves the sleeve of his cloak. A cloud descends from heaven. He sits on it and disappears into the sky. Away! Priest fairy out. <laughs> And when he does, a note falls from the cloud that says, I am one of the teachers of the West, came to cure the king's illness and glorify the true doctrine. Just falls out of there. Yep. This note is taken to the king who says, who am I to deserve one of the rulers of heaven should cure me? No one. And then he thinks to ask the ministers who the person was who gave them the body parts. And they said, I don't know. We didn't ask names. (laughs) We just did what you wanted, man. Did it look a lot like your dead daughter, though? We just took the bits and ran. I don't know if that means anything. What? Are these the bits men again? <laughs> They're remember, bad. Remember those guys? The bits Maybe. boys. Uh, so he tells them to go purify themselves and observe the rules of abstinence and go to Sang Shan to thank um, Mao Shan. And he himself will also go at some point. He'll get around to it. Yeah. Three years later, he gets around to it. That's eventually. He and his wife go on the pilgrimage, but on the way, they're captured by the green lion or god of fire and the white elephant or spirit of the water. You can't introduce more characters. (laughs) Are this late? They're working together. Yeah. Or they're kidnapping one and the other. They're they're working together to kidnap the two. Okay. This cool green lion and this cool white elephant. Yeah. This is the team up book we've all been waiting for. They took him to the dark cavern in the mountains. Green and a, Lions Infinity War. <laughs> well, yeah, then a terrific battle takes place between these evil spirits on one side and the host of the heavenly genie who'd been summoned to the rescue of this king and queen on the other side. So the battle's raging on when reinforcements under the red child devil who could resist fire and the dragon king of the eastern sea who could subdue water uh, were able to rout the enemy. By being the anti-powers. They just got caught up in the middle of spirit wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the prisoners were released. Great. And resumed- Glad we took that fucking pit stop. <laughs> Resume their pilgrimage. Uh-huh. Just uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing bad came of that. It's like when the DM just throws a random encounter at you while you're traveling. <laughs> like, just because you need something to do between points A and B. Just keep it interesting. You rest for the night. Ghosts! <laughs> yeah. Like, because otherwise it's weird if you're just like, Ooh. like, okay, we rest. Does anything happen? No. No. Okay, <laughs> we travel for a day and then we rest. Does anything happen? Still not. Nah. Keep going. There was a squirrel a few yards back. It's very exciting. And so, at some point it has to be, yeah, ghosts. You thought you saw a moose, but no one can confirm. Light. You saw a green lion being subdued by a red baby <laughs> from hell. <laughs> But you kept moving. You're not about that. That's not your fight. You don't even know whose side to join. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. <laughs> uh, Mao Shan gets onto her altar with the eyes torn out and the hands cut off. 
It's a look. With her wrist still dripping with blood. That's a l- three years, huh? She's <laughs> like, just to drive that point home. Okay. Uh, the king shows up and he reproaches himself. The queen swoons at her feet and she tries to comfort them with the story of her life after execution and also why he was given ulcers for crimes, dad. You deserve them. Heaven crimes. And that she is the one who saved them from the cave. So she's the one who sent in those reinforcements to rescue them. Just so they know how much they owe her. Uh, the king is repentant and Mao Shan resumes her normal form with her eyes and hands intact. And the family reunites and weeps for joy. Now they can hug their daughter without getting blood on their clothes. Yep. Uh, she asks the king if he still wants to force her to marry. And he says, no, 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 <laughs> no, I was wrong. I'm good. Willing to take the L on that one. Also, I give up my scepter. I want to pursue a perfect life with you. Well, that's nice, I guess. I'm going to be a king nun. Uh, So he gives his crown to his grand minister, and the Buddha almost sentences the white elephant and green lion to eternal damnation, but Mao Shen intercedes for them, so he gives them to her to serve and obey. To obey her instead. Just new ghost buddies. Yeah. The guardian spirit on duty that day announces the messenger from Yu Hong, who had a decree to canonize her and also give her the title of very merciful and very compassionate Pusa, savior of the afflicted, miraculous, and always helpful protectress of mortals. Then he pulls her sisters out of jail, I guess. Because though they were almost forgotten, though they were tainted with earthly pleasures, they will gradually progress till they reach the perfection of their protectress. And one of them gets the green lion to ride, and the other one gets the white elephant to ride. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So they get sweet spirit mounts. I have extras. You can have these. Uh, Your dad is going to be the virtuous conquering Puasa. The surveyor of mortals, and your mom's going to be the Pusa of 10,000 Virtues, surveyor of famous women. <laughs> so she's watching over the Kardashians. Great. Uh, Sean Say is now titled Golden Youth, and Long Nu has the title of Jade Maiden. And during all of time, instances to be burned before all members of this canonized group. The end. Everyone gets titles. Burn your incense for them. Titles and mounts. Yeah. They leveled up. Yeah. Did you say the end? <laughs> yeah, I did say the end. Just double checking. <clears throat> I needed to, need to hear those sweet words again. That bit was technically shorter. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot more happened. A lot of words in that one. I'm not sure how many of them we needed to hear. You didn't like... Hearing about a red devil baby punching an elephant? I did. I just wished it mattered. I guess he punched the lion. Yeah, if you want to be specific. But all for naught, because she was pulling the strings anyway. Right. I I don't know why these two beings would want to capture these people. That was just what they were doing that day. Just checking for people on the road. The Buddha was not down with it. No. He was going to damn them to hell. Right. I'm surprised that they didn't come from there already. I mean, maybe. Just taking a little kidnapping vacation. Just deported to hell. Can you cut, like, 85% of this? 
I honestly think we could have ended the last episode <laughs> and not heard any of this part. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> had that would have been a complete story. I kind of had the same thought when we finished. You said like we'll end it there, and I was like, yeah, it should. It could. <laughs> that's, that's it. Really sounds, could. Sounds like, like an ending. Could just yeah. Could just pinch it off right there. Yeah, but then you'd you'd lose the time when this perfect being sets up a prank lie about murderous mountain pirates to kill a man and bind his soul to her for eternity. There's just so much going on. But then he didn't do anything. He... Well, he did, like, random chores. Yeah, he... Ghost chores. He bought a fish and he (laughs) disguised himself as her for that second hand and eye thing. That was it. That's all he did. Uh, The other girl did less than that yeah i forgot that she existed until she got a title jade maiden (laughs) seems like a good title as titles go jaden i'm not sure what to do with this there's just so many moving parts of it yeah like how do you like how do you you pull on one thread of this not and just a bunch more stuff come comes with it. It's just it's very it's very hard to untangle unless you cut out most of it and you just do a short little thing about a daughter who proves to her dad that it's worth being a nun, I guess. And then at the end he's like, "Okay, I'll do this thing with you." And that's the whole story. I don't think we need him to defy heaven as many times as he does <laughs> before he would get it. Who even inherits his kingdom? The minister. He just gives his crown to the minister. Okay, and he's happy with that? He doesn't care anymore. He's going to attain perfection. After all of that fuss. Right, like... And he gets a, a free perfection title. That's the other thing. Like, they come out and they give all of these titles away. And Everybody gets a trophy. And Mao Shan's the only one who's like, done the perfection work i guess her assistants maybe also deserve something for assisting and her mom probably deserves something because mom was like i mean mom liked cake a little bit too much she did do that ill-conceived tea party right but she was trying to save her daughter i don't think mom's very clever but mom's heart's in the right place she was doing the only thing she knew how to do her brain is in cake (laughs) but her heart is in love (laughs) So, yeah, I would give a title to mom. And the sisters didn't do anything bad. They didn't exist. They're just people, kind of, who They're are just in jail people. for having married the wrong people or been married to. They didn't even choose these husbands. That's the other, like, major injustice in thinking, oh, we should murder them and or imprison them. Because dad picked these yeah, guys. Yeah, dad, you picked them. <laughs> it's like, I don't even like them. They've been the worst husbands. Seed is always up. That's always what's for dinner the minute they walk through the door. They never help. They scheme to murder you. They're the worst. And we didn't pick them, Dad. I think we have to end this. I don't know how much further we're going to get on this one. It's too dense. Well, what would you keep from it? What would I keep? Yeah. Tiger. Temp tiger. <laughs> end of list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the thing that we would keep is the part we made up. <laughs> as, as it so often is. I like my part. I like, I like the, yeah, I like the interjections. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, like like I said, the first episode. It's just inscrutable. The first episode was fine, I thought. Like the previous episode. That was the complete story. That would maybe keep mountain pirates. Sure, throw them in. But Shave it down a little bit. Maybe give it like the final ending. Yeah, mountain pirates and ulcer dead. Her her arc was completed in that one. In the first one? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Like, they skip over the actual attaining perfection thing, and which you think would be important. Dad's arc isn't so much an arc as it is a cliff that he falls off at the end <laughs> yeah. and suddenly changes. Yeah. I mean, it takes him three years to go say thank you, and then he's all all a good guy. What was he doing in those three years? Uh, I don't know. Winking it? Because if he was... If he was praying that whole time, then at least it would undo his three years of war crimes. <laughs> That's true. That might be an start even to, exchange. Start to chip away at it, at least. <laughs> if he wasn't, and he was... As you say, wanking it. Yeah, baiting. <laughs> I think that adds to the war crimes. Yeah, it's it's not making anything better. Your private ministrations are a war, and, war crime. Also, he does have a wife, maybe. <laughs> So you'd think he could at least include her in that process. Well, she gets to watch. And eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> she gets to tea party. Yeah. Dinner and a show. That's all she wanted. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner and a show. Cake and watch your husband <laughs> jerking it. And that's marriage. Covered in ulcers. He's free uh, of the ulcers yeah, for those he, three years. He was cured at that point, but yeah, I just like, like that, that visual. That's the wanking at celebration, because he couldn't wank it for the years of ulcers. It was too hurdy. Yeah. You think he got dick ulcers? Of course he did. That seems like a good place to stop. And then, for a part of his life, he had half dick ulcers. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's this beautiful story. That's plenty right there. I feel like also you can't introduce a character who's supposed to be perfect. Because you can't write a character who is perfect. I think they did a fine job. She perfectly murdered a man with Swiss mountain pirates. Yeah, to make him perfect, which was a ghost. Perfect is dead. Yeah. She's a robot. Yes. She thinks with AI logic. Exactly. Mm. Which also explains why she can only solve one problem at a time. <laughs> and that's that. Yep. All right, thank you, Sarah, for, for bringing us this ulcerous tale. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you to our patrons. You guys keep this show going. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. We're sorry it goes here sometimes. No, we're not. No. You <laughs> fun, deserve it. Fun for you, fun for us. All of you. Every one of you. Especially you two. <laughs> thank you to our top-tier patrons, Whisper Biscuit, Sarah, Robert, Grace, Aspen, Jeremiah, Roast Rabbit, Haley, Tim, Dom, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thank you. Thank you, Top Tier Patrons. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank, thank you, John, John Waterbottle. Water thank you, Rolled Doll. Thank you, Rolled Doll. Thank you, Rolled Doll. Thank you, The Neon. Thank, thank you, you, The Neon. neon. <clears throat> thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank, thank you, you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Dick Ulcers. Thank you, Dick Ulcers. Dick Ulcers. Thank you, Temp Tiger. Thank you, Temp Tiger. <laughs> thank you, Temp Tiger. <laughs> We're what the folklore. This story was grating. <laughs> <laughs> We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. 
This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.